Welcome to the third hour podcast. Now, this is the first one. It's going to be a little raw and unpolished. I don't have like a quirky little theme song to start it out or anything. Um, and that's not because, well, and it's going to be raw and unpolished probably the whole time because my goal in publishing this is not to bring attention to myself or publish anything or make any money. It's because I have some things I need to work on and I feel that for some reason publishing a recording of my Sunday is going to help me do those things. I'll be very again, raw and transparent and even vulnerable and it's hard to do that in this kind of a public setting. But the, the reason behind doing this recording is because uh, I, I struggle with Sunday. I, there, it's uh, it's as a member of the Church of Jesus Christ Latter Day Saints, and in most Christian denominations, the Sunday is supposed to be the Sabbath day where you focus on the Lord and worshiping and service others. And for me, th there's there's part of that that's definitely there, but there's this other part that's like the list of don'ts is way higher or way bigger than the list of do's. And I struggle in looking forward to the Sabbath because I like working. I know that sounds weird. I, I like going to work. I like playing with my family. I like getting out and doing things. And then all of a sudden Sunday comes and church is nice, but there's all these things I can't do, you know? So my wife and I always struggle with like, how do we fill our Sundays in a meaningful way? And I, I wish I was Peter Priesthood and I went out and visited all the, you know, sick and afflicted and, and helped out and wrote, family letters and I was like that perfect pre Peter Priesthood or Molly Mormon but I'm not and I need help to do that so one way for me to hold myself accountable and to make my home a more gospel oriented home my life more gospel oriented life I feel that if I can just do a weekly recording post it out there that one will help me keep it, keep me accountable but I also think that there are other individuals out there that struggle with the same thing, that want to keep the Sabbath holy, but just struggle. And, and the the great thing about the Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints, and for you for you that aren't, like, feel free to listen to this. I'm going to be really raw and real. This is not for me. this is not a preachy. This is not a, a Sunday school lesson. This is just my like getting in my head, um, and hopefully it's entertaining to you uh, or uplifting. Or if not, you can just not listen. I don't care. Again, I'm not doing this for public like public recognition I'm doing this to help myself and hopefully help others that are struggling out there and I hope that by doing that you can listen get a little entertainment maybe but also be edified and this can be something that you can help you and your Sabbath and make it enriched and more meaningful and as we have that open dialogue about how we can all make our Sundays better that that list of don'ts isn't so onerous, isn't so burdensome, and the list of do's becomes greater. And especially when within our family, because again, I'll be very honest with you, last year when the church announced, so if, if you're not familiar, the Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints, they have a three hour, they traditionally have a three hour block of Sunday, sacrament meeting, um, Sunday school, and then priesthood or leave society or young women, young men, depending on where you go to. And when they first announcement, they first announced the third hour, block was going away to a two-hour block there was like lots of shouts of joy and hallelujah and uh it was the opposite for me i really really like third hour church three hour church because one i have a hard time feeling my day with like good things like like the best the thing i look forward to the most on sunday 
other than church is a nap. <laughs> and I think I'm not saying naps aren't bad. I'm probably gonna take one today. I will take one today. Um, but the when they took away the third hour, I was like, well, shoot, that's one more hour I have to watch my kid, <laughs> my three-year-old. Even though I love spending time with him, it's nice to have. It's nice to go to two hours of church and talk with adults and like have a spiritual discussion. And it's a challenge to say, oh man, how do I bring this gospel-centered? this gospel-oriented, home-centered, whatever thing, I can't even say it right, to the home. I struggle with that. And as much as I want to paint this veneer, of, like we all do want to do, is I'm this perfect family and I do the great things. Like, it's not. Like, I'm imperfect. Like, we don't do come follow me that much. Like, if we get 10 minutes a week, come follow me, like, that's a record for us. Um, it's like, I hate admitting that in a public setting because you're probably all going to judge me. And I'm, I know I'm, like, the last one on the boat and everybody else is doing so great, but I I need a platform to make myself better and my family. And if I have to be a little bit raw and unprotected in that, so be it. Because um, I, I think there are other people that are raw and unprotected out there that need that as well. And when I was thinking about this podcast and what do I need, what the theme is or what it needs to go towards, um, you know, really, well, one, that third hour, making the home the third hour, and that, that's my goal. But I also came across, across a scripture that actually, like, really rang true with me. So it's, it's in Matthew 20, and uh, in Matthew 20 is the parable of the laborers. And there's a householder, and he has his laborers, and they get up early, the crack, crack of dawn. These are the, these are the people that are really good on Sabbath day, that fill their days with all good things, and are out visiting the widows and the sick. And, uh, they uh, go out and work in the vineyard, and then the householder goes back out, and he and, he's, and he went out about the third hour. This is verse three, and saw others standing idle, and said, "Go ye also in the vineyard, and whatsoever is right, I'll give unto you." And they went their way. And I feel like I'm one of those workers in the third hour. Like I'm just sitting here idle, and I need something to do. And my hope is, is that I, as I like, actually go out and do that, I'll be paid some blessings. Not that I want doing this for blessings, but that I'll be able to give and do my duty uh, to God. And uh, that, yeah, that being said, I want to tell one story and, and then wrap up. And it ties all this together. So I served my mission in South Korea. And if you've ever been to Asia, it's, well, if you haven't, let me just paint you a picture. So Asia's this wonderful, beautiful place. And, uh, but it's very highly, den den it's very densely populated. There's a lot of people. And so when we like, when you go there, there's, you know, great food, tall buildings, and just a lot of people. And well, so it's, which is really funny because so my grandma is Korean. And so when I went to Korea, I was like, this is the best thing ever. There's good food everywhere. And uh, I gained a ton of, most missionaries that go to Korea lose a ton of weight because they're eating vegetables all the time. I gained um, 30 pounds because <laughs> it was like home cooked, like good food that I was used to from home. And because my grandma died three years before. And so to have like Korean food all the time was really good. Well, and also it's funny because my, so my wife's actually half Japanese. And when we, when we go in America, when we go shopping, like the grocery store, and we go separate and get different things. And I, I go back to look for my wife. I see, I just look for the lady with long black hair and that's my wife. Um, but when her and I go to Asia together and we in a similar situation or grocery store trying to find each other, it's like, I can't find her because everybody has long, long black hair, <laughs> but that, that's besides the point. 
um, on my mission, the reason I'm sharing this story is on my mission, there's a Sabbath or a Sunday I'll, I'll never forget. And uh, so it was fall. I was about a year and a half into my mission. And it was a week before Sunday. It was probably like a Wednesday, I think, before the Sunday. And we're out proselyting. And so a year and a half on my mission, if you've served a mission, um, well, especially if you serve a mission where there's not a lot of baptisms, you know about the grind. Um, it's It can be hard. And for us, we would just talk to everybody on the streets because it's like, that's why I brought up it's densely populated. There's people all out around all the time walking around. And uh, so we just try and talk to people. And uh, after years and years of guanchimopta, like I'm not interested, that's a Korean phrase for I'm not interested. You get like a little, it's tough, you know, but you still go out you're trying to be faithful and talk to people. And I remember this, this one week we were, we we're going and we saw a lady like, oh, she's not Korean. And we went up and say, oh, you know, hello in Korean, but she's like, oh, she responded back in English, you know, so hi. It's like, oh, how are you doing? And she, she's a Filipino lady. So she spoke, you know, fluent English, has a little baby in a, in a little stroller. And she goes, hey, are you missionaries? And like after like day in and day out of people not recognizing you or just outright rejecting you for someone to say, hey, are you missionaries? Is like a is like a drink of cold water after you've been like starving. And we're just like, yes, we are. Or like, how do you know? And she goes, I'm a member of the church. And you're like, this is a miracle. <laughs> there's two point something million people in this city. And uh, there's the members of the church that are in the local ward, but to randomly find a member is like the coolest thing ever. And uh, we're like, oh yeah, cool. Like what brings you here? And she said, you know, I, so I've been married for a year. My, my husband's Korean and we have this, you know, this little three month old baby and um, I'm just out walking around. My husband's at work. And and then she actually asked, like, well, is there a church nearby? I'm like, yeah, there's a church nearby. We'd love to take you. And she's like, that would be great. I'd really like to come to church. And we're like, wow, it's sad that she hasn't, like, I wish we would have found you like a year ago when we first came here. But um, so we said, all right, we'll, we'll pick you up for church. So, well, my husband's not going to come, uh, but I'll bring my little baby and we'll we'll come. So we're like, awesome. So we called all the members that night. We're like, hey, we found this member from the church or the member of the church. And she's from the Philippines, and we want her. We need a ride because she has a little baby to go to church. And we called everybody in the ward, and nobody <laughs> could take her. And uh, the so we're like, okay, we just got to get a taxi, and like we didn't have a lot of money because we're missionaries. So we we got up early in that morning. I think we, like it was like a forty-five minute walk to her house, somewhere around that. And we woke up like early, left her house at seven fifteen because church is at nine, and just started walking. And I uh, get to her house, or maybe it was later on that. I don't know the time it was. Don't judge me on the timing. But either way, we got to her house, and she's there, and got her little, she, you know, got her little one. And we're like, okay, let's get in the taxi. And you know, we the sent, it's a rule of missionaries you can't have like you have to have a male eighteen year old or with you. So we got a taxi driver. <laughs> he counted and took us to the church. So we get to the church and uh, we sit in the back because she needs translation. She's not fluent in Korean at all. Um, she speaks a little bit here and there. So it must have been really hard for her. Because she just a language barrier for a year. You're married to someone, but you're in this country where you don't speak the language. You have this little baby. I mean, that must have been. I can't imagine how hard that must have been. But we're in the sacrament meeting. I start translating for, her and she would just interrupt and during the meeting and do like just trying to chat. And I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, looking back, it's probably because she didn't get to talk with someone in a language she was conversant in frequently, and she just needed someone to talk to. But at that moment, 21 years old, immature, and I'm in sacrament meeting trying to translate and getting all these glares from members because we're talking in the middle of sacrament meeting. I was honestly a little annoyed, you know. 
And uh, the sacrament meeting keeps going, trying to translate. She's talking, interrupting. And uh, you can tell like something's on her mind or bothering her. And then sacrament wraps up and everybody kind of starts clearing out. And like the air gets really heavy and she just starts crying. And just uncontrollably. And my companion and I look at each other like, what's going on? And it all comes out. Um, she had been in the Philippines with her family and her father had been diagnosed with a rare form of cancer and they couldn't afford the treatments. So they sold her to be a bride to some man in Korea so her father could have pain medications to end his life. And she said that her husband was a good man and treated her well, very caring, but she had a hard time contacting her family. And I thought she was gonna ask for money or help, but she never asked for that. She just needed someone to talk to. She needed someone to know that um, it was tough. And I think what had happened was she hadn't had a Sunday for a long time. And probably during that time, she felt like the spirit had been there and it was just hard. Um, and she has this little baby and she can't speak. And she's far from home, literally sold away from home. And she needed someone to listen. And that Sabbath hopefully helped her. I don't know. Um, I, looking back, there's probably more I could have done. Um, but there's another third hour that helps me relate to this lady who literally sacrificed herself so her family, ease the pain of her family. And it's in Mark 15. And it goes like the, the story begins like this and so Pilate willing to content the people released Barabbas unto them and delivered Jesus when he had scourged him to be crucified and the soldiers led him away into the hall called Praetorium and they called together the whole band and they clothed, clothed him with purple and plaited a crown of thorns and put it about his head and began to salute him hail king of the Jews and they smote him on the head with a reed and did spit upon him and bowing their knees worshiped him and when they had mocked him they took off the purple from him and put his own clothes on him and led him out to crucify him and they and they compel one simon who passed by to bear his cross and they bring him unto the place golgotha which is being interpreted the place of the skull and they gave him wine to drink they gave him to drink wine mingled with myrrh but he received it not and when they had parted his garments, casting lots upon them, whatever man should take. And it was the third hour, and they crucified him. There's a lot of third hours. And I miss the third hour. But there is a opportunity to take the lessons we learn inside our hearts 
inside the scriptures and apply those to our home. And I don't know how I'm going to do that in my home. But I know that God cares about our families and he wants them to be whole. And how those families look is very different. I pray for and hope that sweet little Filipino lady is doing okay. And I know she was grateful for the spirit. And even though she wasn't an active member of the church, that her sacrifice was recognized by the Lord, just like those laborers in the third hour. God's grace made up for the rest. And I pray that God's grace makes up for my rest and my lack and weaknesses. Because um, it was during his third hour that he was nailed to a cross for those weaknesses of mine and others. And I'm grateful for that. And pray that this podcast can be a sacred third hour.